Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Brother vs. Brother podcast. We hope you are doing well. This is Andrew, the older brother, and uh, we have some sad news. Um, unfortunately, our grandmother on our mom's side uh, passed away um, on April 23rd, so we are not going to do an episode this week as we will, you know, uh, go down the start the grieving process and uh, hopefully we can recover soon and bring you guys more episodes. But in the meantime, this is a repost of um, an old episode dedicated to our grandmother. Hope you enjoy and we'll see you soon. Bye. Another sultry episode of the Brother vs. Brother podcast. <laughs> the sultriest. Oh, baby, we're getting sultry. So we are back to re-recording on our professional equipment. So hopefully this episode turns out sound quality better than the last. But Nick, you did a good job with that one. Good job, buddy. Thanks. All your fault, that. We didn't have the right equipment. It was my fault, but I think it turned out okay. We had a good guest in our dad. He uh, tried to take over the podcast, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he had fun with it, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think everybody had fun. And it's good. It was nice to have him on. Good to introduce the people to our father. You know, they've heard yeah. from mom. They can get a, they've heard from dad now, get a little bit more background about who we are. About how messed up we are. Super messed up. Super messed up. Two idiots trying to make the world turn with their earballs. So what? What is um? What's what's good with you? What's on your face? I have a mustache. Yeah, you do. Because he wanted one. He was jealous of my mustache. Because I was on guess what show, Nicholas. Um, Lost. I was acting. Lost has been off the air since 2000 and what, 14? Something like that. Um, All right. You were on The Amazing Race. No, not even close. I was clearly, it's clearly a police episode if you have a mustache, uh, but it's Law and Order SVU. Guess who I saw on set dick wolf ice tea baby oh hell yeah ice tea what's up ice he was a cool guy so you, i didn't really are talk you a to cop him or a pedophile i was a detective Ooh, detective. i was a young detective who rose the ranks very quickly because i have the policy of shooting first and asking questions later and luckily all my bullets found the right person every wow. time do you have any speaking lines I had a box where I walked around the police precinct with. Sick. Moving up in the world. <laughs> it was your, great. What was your name? Officer Dick Shifter? <laughs> um, no, it was... Detective uh, Dick Shifter, sorry. Detective Dick Shifter, yeah. That's it. I, don't, I didn't have a name. I was an unnamed character. Yeah. But it was a good time. Enough about us, because why? We are men. Oh, sorry, wait. 
Let's dive into you. I know you. Oh. What, you got anything going on? No. Anything fun? No, not really. Cool. I'll cut this whole part out. All right. Two men. What? Um, You don't want to know about like my week and everything? You just said nothing happened. You said what's new. Doesn't matter. Keep going. Go for it. I want to hear what's going on in my brother's life. Um, I'm glad we waited for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad. Glad as well. Um, you know, not re- not much. Not much. Just kind of hanging out. Enthralling. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Nicholas. Yeah. That was incredible. You're welcome. Excited to go Any home for snow? Thanksgiving. Okay, when do you leave? Monday. Yeah, I guess I gotta lead you down this fucking path here. <laughs> uh, no snow. It's supposed to snow tomorrow, although it's seventy degrees today. So take that as you will. All right. Well, good luck with that. So today on this episode, episode eight of season two of the Brother vs. Brother podcast, remember to rate and subscribe before we dive into this. Women, but not just any women, Nicholas. Who? Which women? Strong women, powerful women, specifically our Mamina, who is yes, our because it is her birthday coming up relatively soon. She is a not a specifically Thanksgiving baby, but close to it. It's hard to be a specifically Thanksgiving baby because, because it alternates every year. Dick Shifter. Has something to so do with that. sometimes she's a Thanksgiving baby, I guess. True. Sometimes she's not. True. But I mean, both of our grandparents, Abby turned 90 on uh, Halloween. Halloween. Mamina turns 90. She follows I think it him. might be on Thanksgiving this year. And Is it? Well, you'll have to, we'll have to do a little. We are celebrating Instagram poster. Their 90th birthdays. And yeah, I'm sorry. Angie's I'm missing not it. Be there. Because he's a dick. Yeah, because I'm the one who sees them all the time. So it's okay if I miss something. Their 90th birthday party. Yeah, I mean it's unfortunate, but it's uh, it'll be it'll be a good time for both for everybody. Dick, not a dick. But uh, before we dive into our mamina, we're gonna go over some of the most powerful women in history powerful and influential i have a list of 15 powerful and influential women over the course of history that are as brought to you by bigthink.com one of nick's uh favorite women of history is on this list and mine is also on this list and we will reveal which woman after this list nicholas do you want to start and then I'll do even. Sure. Why don't we trade off? Yeah. So the first one, we're going in reverse order. Number 15 is Zenobia. Zenobia. Uh, I guess she lived 240 AD to 275, just 35 short years. But she was the queen of the Palmyrian Empire in Syria who challenged the authority of the Roman Empire in the 3rd century. Don't know much about her, but she sounds like a very intense queen. She conquered Egypt, Anatolia, Lebanon, and Roman Judea. Wow. So she's probably killed when 
uh, Roman She's Emperor probably the Aurelian. Genghis Khan of Syria. What kind of statement is that? Genghis Khan just like went around China and, and Asia and, and killed everybody, you know? You don't know that she killed everybody. She conquered she con- people. Dude, before Christ... This was... We're talking... AD before Christ, where no, they didn't even have no, religion no, to fall no, back on, no, no, to like no, say stop, bad or right stop. or wrong or whatever. AD is after- no, it's going up. Oh Never God. mind, it's BC, I guess. But either still, you think fucking conquering some no, she, place? She is AD. She is AD. Two forty AD to two seventy-five. No, she went. It's going up, so it's yes, going correct. away. We are counting up currently. Nine twenty nineteen to twenty. Oh, it's AD now. No, it's oh BC. Holy Damn. shit, Damn. guy! Idiot. Before Idiot Christ, a- a- AD doesn't stand. Yeah, for I got death, it now. Thank you. Thank you. One okay. Yeah, we've established that. On to the next one, Nicholas. A lot of people are familiar with this woman. Yes, I have a feeling no one's really going to know who. Zenobia is is I've, really. I've actually heard the name. Okay, um, but, but you don't know. You I didn't know, know her accomplishments. Her. Yeah, but her life was probably cut short because she was killed by Aurelian when they tried to conquer, or when they went to battle or some bullshit. Yeah, conquered. All right, probably killed everybody. So Cleopatra, who do you, do you see these years right here, Andrew? They're going powerful they're going 69 kind of to 30 BC. Yep, they're going backwards. So that's BC. Do you get that? Keep going. Uh, all jerk. right. <laughs> Cleopatra uh, was the last pharaoh of Ptolemaic Egypt, known for her superior intelligence and improving Egypt's standing and economy. She's also famous in pulp culture for her love affairs with Roman leaders, including. Julius Caesar and Mark Anthony, lots of power. Incredible those, woman. Those are those are some power couples. Some incest going on a little bit in her life, and you know, she was just all over the board. Incest. Yeah, I I watched a uh, a drunk history on her. Oh, it was pretty fun. It was actually about her little sister who actually tried to overthrow her and sat on the throne for like a, a couple a couple weeks, mm. but then she teamed up with uh with Roman leaders and, and got her uh, her thrown back. She probably showed some skin and I think that's how it usually works back then. Before Christ. <laughs> All right, on to the next one, because everybody kinda knows her. I'm not for I'm not familiar with this woman. I'm thinking a lot of people some people might know her, hmm. but her name is and I'm gonna mess this up, Lakshmibia Lak how do you say it? How do you think Lakshm- you say it? Lakshm. Hold on, hold on. Lakshmibai. Lakshmibai. That's my guess. The Rani of J- Jansi. That's probably so. a Y. A J-H might be a Y. Yansi. Yansi. Yeah, you might be right. She was alive from 1828 to 1858, so a lot more recent uh, than the last two. And she was the queen of India's, uh, I'm going to mess this up again, Jansi state. Hansi, right? Yan. I don't know. Yancey State and one of the leaders of the Indian Rebellion of 1857, also known as India's first war of independence against British rule. Oh. So basically, the Indian Joan of Arc against English rule. Pretty intense woman, probably. 
She was a symbol of resistance. I'm sad that I didn't know her before uh, before this, but you know, for a woman in the 1800s to really rally troops like that must have been, she must have been a pretty incredible woman. True, true, especially in India where they don't have religion to fall back on or a a singular religion to fall back on. A single deity. Yeah. Um, but no, women. I feel like in India the patriarchy is much more oppressive uh, on women. Well, it was English rule, so it was, it was a different it could have been, yeah. type of then traditional Indian rule. Could have you been, know? Could have so been, yeah. who knows? Who knows what was going on back then? All right. Speaking on of, to the next one. Speaking of Joan of Arc, from 1412 to 1431, she had a, quite a short life, potentially the most famous heroine in all of history. I believe. Um, so she was a French, sorry to use the word again, heroine and a saint to Roman Catholics. She claimed to have myth- mystical visions and rallied French troops to defeat the English in the Battle of Orleans, among others. Uh, eventually, she was buried at the, uh, burned at the stake by her, uh, her own country. The fucking jerks. didn't go well for her. But... Someone of that age and that young. She was 19? Eight, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. 19. To like lead men into battle, knights into battle. That's that's very nuts. Um, what a, a powerful woman and probably the. Eventually sainted. Yeah. I don't know if that's a word. Became a, made to be made a saint. Made to be a saint. Yeah. Um, maybe other than uh, Rosie the Riveter, one of the most iconic women. Yeah, a lot of people know about Joan of Arc, so we're going to move on uh, to the next one, who I mentioned her husband previously, but this lady, I'm going to mess her name up again. I'm getting all the hard ones. But uh, her name is Borte Ujin. How do you think you say that, Nick? Borty. Borty (laughs) Ujin. Borty Ugin, B-O-R-T-E for anybody who wants to try it at home. Uh, she was the wife of Genghis Khan and empress of the Mongolian Empire. So she was Genghis Khan's bottom bitch. I think you mean main bitch. No, bottom bitch is the main bitch. Oh. Bottom bitch is the one who keeps everybody in, in line. line. Okay. She was one of Genghis Khan's most trusted advisors and ruled the Mongol homeland while... He was away fighting. And he was probably away for quite some time. He was away for a lot of time. He how do you th- he was busy. How do you think Bo- a busy dude. Bordy felt about his infidelities? Uh, well, that was probably the culture. I mean, you, it's hard to... It's hard not to rape. She was clearly a strong woman yeah. because she, she probably just embraced it. And uh, not that that makes you strong, but like she was able to kind of... Uh, move past it and embrace it and, and kind of take rule of their land. And and yeah. and she she must have been strong in order to rule the Mongols because that's a, uh, a race of people. Yeah, barbaric and, and uh, I'm forgetting the word. Nomadic, a nomadic people who ruled, ruled that area with an iron fist. Were they nomads though? But I think most of them were probably nomads. I'm sure they had like a central area where they congregated, but she obviously ruled Mongolia, so. Yeah, kind of like more 
a modern day example is like Hillary Clinton. And in no way do I like Hillary Clinton, but she was willing to forgive Billiam for... I I don't think it really... It wasn't really like that. It was probably just... It was more culturally relevant to have multiple wives and stuff like sure, that. Sure, but so like still... It, it, was, it was, you know... It was part and parcel with right. being being his his main mistress. His I wife. feel like. How do you like these pictures? What do you think is on her head? Um, the Mongolian crown, I guess. I guess. Wow. <laughs> it's it's very pretty. We'll have to those. we'll have to post it. Maybe we'll put your face underneath her. Oh, see yeah. what it looks like. All right, here we go. Moving All on. All right. First one in the twentieth century. Indira Gandhi was the first and only uh, from 1917 to 1984. She was the first and only female prime minister of India, serving four terms between 1966 and 1984 when she was assassinated by her bodyguards. What the fuck? She won a war in Pakistan, uh, which resulted in the creation of Bangladesh. Man, that that part of the world has been feuding for years. Yeah, so think of how important she must have been to kind of, you know, establish that area. Yeah, but damn, murked by her bodyguards. That's effed up. Yeah, not cool, man. I guess, I, I mean, I feel like powerful people always get taken out by the ones who are closest to them, you know? True, Julius Steber. Steber. Caesar stabbed in the back. Julius Steber. Hey, I'm Julius Steber, paper salesman. Nice to meet you. Hey, what do you want on your salad? You want some Steber sauce? <laughs> Steber dressing. Steber dressing. All right. All right. Cool lady. Or smart lady, probably. Yeah, maybe not cool. You know, she probably didn't like rap or do drugs. Yeah. There's a lot of death associated with these people, I feel like, but you know. That's part and parcel of of the AD and the BC, a little early BC, you know. I think you mean late BC. Early BC. No, because early BC would be like Paleo Year Zero. Oh, oh, AD, early AD. Jesus sorry, Christ, guy, get it right. I, I'm bad with dates, dude. Still, you should know All right. that BC number nine, Margaret Thatcher. She was also a uh, 20th century woman. She was the prime minister of the United Kingdom between 1979 and 1990. 21 years, or uh, 11 years, sorry. Uh, she was the first woman to hold the office. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Longest serving British prime minister of the 20th century, dubbed the Iron Lady. It's pretty intense. I like her. As do I. Uh, a lot of people probably know about her, so let's move on. Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady. Iron Lady. Number eight, Theodora, lived from 500 to 548, was a highly influential empress of the Byzantine Empire and a saint of the Eastern Orthodox Church. Um, she was Emperor Justinian I's most trusted advisor, and used him to achieve her purposes. So using men since five 500 AD. Dope. Good for her. I mean, you got you to gotta find a way to get what you want. and got to do what you got to do. She controlled the foreign affairs and legislation in, during her rule. And um, 
She she fought for the rights of women, passing anti-trafficking laws and improving divorce proceedings. Good for her. There was divorce in 500 AD. She was probably way, way ahead of her time. Hell yeah. You know? Well, you can't like... Oh, I'm... You got to be able... You got... I mean, it's either death or divorce, right? I guess for the wife. The man always came out on top, unfortunately, when they probably shouldn't have most of the oh, time. Oh, so oh. it was either, you know, like the king would always... Henry would... Divorcing, they would... Cut the head off, so chop him off. Not that she was uh related to King Henry in any way, but yeah, in that era. But she did what she had to do, yeah, she and did. she did it well, doing Theodora. it and doing it and doing it well. Um, she was uh, she was the um, Theodora, she was the, the inspiration for that guy in, in 300. Really, no, <laughs> I'm just I was about to say that's a real person, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Thermopolis name? or something like that's that. That's the place, I don't know, but uh, well, it's named after a person, but the next so. one being Queen Victoria. Was the queen of the United Kingdom. She lived from 1819 to 1901. Just made it into that century. Do you know what century that is? That would be the uh, 20th century. This guy. Yeah. Ruling over a a vast British empire that stretched across six continents for 63 years. That's pretty crazy. Every populated continent. Um, the second longest reign in its country's in its country's history, the longest belonging to Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, Victorian era is what they call it. Her reign, basically. So it was named after her. She was era, uh, not era. Era, era. Sorry. Um, Whoa, uh, that's cool. Bit a tidbit. Yeah. She abolished slavery. I was about to say that. That's really cool. Throughout. I think this is kind of a caveat, but throughout the British colonies, I don't know. I guess they didn't have slavery in mainland Britain. So They're like indentured servitude and that type of shit. Yeah. So I think I think she abolished slavery throughout the United wow. that was that kind of like finished it off. Mm-hmm. She granted the colonies kind of voting rights too. So India that that uh that was kind of a step in the direction for establishing the US, I guess. No, wrong colonies. In in some ways. Wrong colonies. In some ways. Wrong colonies. It set a precedent. Wrong colonies. Set a precedent. Queen Victoria. All right. It's the wrong the fucking one. acknowledge that it's the wrong colonies, guy. Well, let's see in the fact checking for next episode. <laughs> All right. She ruled from eighteen nineteen to nineteen oh one. We stopped being the colonies when we won the Revolutionary War in 17... Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Fact-checking in episode. Good job, Nicholas. Jesus. What do you think they did before the internet? They probably just killed people. That was their fun. Okay. I mean, that's probably why so many people died. For, like, fact-checking or what? What? What do you think they did before the internet in a, in terms of what? Fact-checking? In terms of like Byzantine era, I'm I'm going back to Theodora. She probably just killed a lot of people for fun, yeah, dude. For fun. I mean, I think people read. If you're at the top of the food chain, you don't get there without killing a few people. Okay, but then they don't just kill people for fun. Probably like do some opium or like that's comparable. Have, I don't know. Well, they didn't kill the people. people. They ordered. Like they ordered them dead. Jesters and that type of shit. Yeah, I guess. But all right, moving on. Moving on. Thank God. Someone who doesn't know the colonies. Um, yeah. Empress Dowager. I think 60, it's Dowager. Dowager Sixie. 
Zixi. She was the Chinese emperor's mother and regent who essentially ruled China for 47 years from 1861 until 1908. She instituted a lot of technological and military reforms, overhauled corruption, and supported anti-Western attitudes. Um, so, I don't know, maybe that's kind of a bad thing, kept China in the dark a little bit. Well, they were allowed to, they thrive pretty well. They came out of it okay. Just took 100 years. Yeah, true, but maybe they would be... I mean, they would probably argue that it was a lot shorter than that. Yeah. Good for her. She was a mom who had a vision. Much like Number Cersei. five. Let's go. Top top five. Maria Teresa of Austria. Everybody knows Maria. Maria what? Oh, I never mind. Not, knows that. Sorry. Wrong woman. Uh, was the Habsburg Miss Empress who reigned for 40 years and controlled a large part of Europe, including Austria, Hungary, Croatia, Bohemia, and parts of Italy. She had... How many children, Nicholas? That's a lot. 16. 16 little squirts who also became key player, power players like the Queen of France, the Queen of Naples, wow. and, Sicil and Sicily, as well as two Holy Roman Emperors. Wow. Not a lot on like how she ruled, just kind of what she did to for her reign to continue. Well, she did a lot for education and... Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Next one. Educating the masses. Hat she put. Hat she put on. Yep. Okay. 1508 BC to 1458 BC. So our oldest, most distant person thus far was an ancient Egyptian pharaoh considered, considered to be one of its country's most successful rulers. She oversaw major building projects. My internet just went dead. Military campaigns into Nubia, Syria, and Levant, and rebuilt broken trade networks. Not necessarily powerful in the sense of that we think of power, but like back in that day was able to... Well, if he controlled anything back in that day, that was true, pretty... True, true, but like was able to... Pretty insane. I mean, Egypt was one of the powers of the world in in early For a while. the early history of humanity and and um just being the ruler of of that country that's that's pretty crazy that she was able as a woman was able to come up and and rule Egypt yeah, for sure. So on to the next one that we're in the top three now, Catherine the Great, also known as Catherine the Second was undoubtedly one of history's most famous women, according to Big Think. Born in Poland as a German princess, she attained rule of Russia through marriage and held on to it for 34 years, especially as she plotted to overthrow her husband and, and assume complete power. Um, she is responsible for Peter the Great's work in modernizing Russia. She also defeated the Ottoman, Ottoman Emperor, empire in two big wars and greatly expanded Russia's empire over three continents, including Alaska. Look at that choker she's wearing. Yeah, she's a she's an intense lady. But uh, she did a lot of uh, legislative reforms and she was a tactician in squashing rebellions and she also led a risque personal life. That's why she's wearing that choker. Yeah, 
She's into some kink of stuff. Some BDSM. Catherine the Great, everybody. Number three. Controlling most of Russia. Over three continents. That's pretty insane. That's a lot of land. Moving on. Empress Wu Zetan, 1624 to 705. Nope, sorry. 624 to 705 was the only female emperor in Chinese history. That's pretty nuts. Uh, She lived during the Tang Dynasty. She helped expand the Chinese empire, their economic prosperity, and led education reform. Apparently, she is accused of killing her daughter and son as part of a political intrigue. Well, they shouldn't have been talking out of line. Should have been talking shit, yo. That's what yeah, powerful thinking lady. you're going to take over, you know? You got to... Idiot. You don't mess with Empress Wu. Your mom. Wu Zetian. 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 I don't know. Wu Zetan. And last but not least, the most powerful woman in history, according to Big Think, Elizabeth the First. Kardashian. Not Kim Kardashian, please. 1533... Oh, I would love to see Kim Kardashian fend off a rebellion. (laughs) 1533 to 1603 was one of the most powerful English monarchs ever. Never married, called the Virgin Queen. Yeah, right. The intellectual, this intellectual lady defeated the Spanish Armada and ruled successfully for so long that her reign from 58 to to 1603 is known as the Elizabethan era. As a monarch, the last of the Tudor destiny, she encouraged major cultural changes like the Renaissance and the transformation of England into a Protestant country. So basically she laid the groundwork for modern society, it sounds like. Modern England. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that the state, Virginia, is named after her? Yep, I did know that. She was... An incredible virgin. Hey, do you think she ever got laid before she no died? Way she didn't didn't have sex. Maybe she was asexual. Ooh, that happens. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. she just like didn't want it. You know. Maybe she didn't like men. Was into the chicas. Well, that then, would be sexual. Well, well, the only way that they could prove that she was a virgin back then, I'm assuming, was if she had a child or not. And so, uh, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe she was into the ladies. Yes. This was before genetics and stuff like that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but there you go. The top 15 women of history, Nicholas. Powerful according- women of history. Yes. So who is your pick off that list? Or are you going to go, who's your favorite woman? Or are you going to go off the list? Uh, no list. I think we're going off list. Off list. Um, I had... Uh, chosen Margaret Thatcher, but I think I'm I am gonna go off list, and Chaboy is gonna pick someone that's alive. Michelle Obama. I love Michelle Obama. She, what, what, what are you gonna say? Nothing. I just she's not she's not powerful in the way that these women are powerful. I'm not going for. I mean, likability is nice and all, but like you gotta you. You can't be likable if you're gonna squash a rebellion against your mass, your your forces. Okay, how many rebellions with your forces? are going down right now? Oh, the world is still pretty a tumultuous place. How many American rebellions are going down right now? Yeah, well, it's not just American women in the I'm world. Not, it's I'm not saying a lot it's of just women Ameri- in the world. I'm just saying, like, there's not as many 
rebellions to squash right now. No, I know. The world is definitely a more peaceful place. I'm just saying power is, I guess you have to define power in, in a way. Yeah. She, it's more influence with her than power influence. Okay. One of her big initiatives was getting kids to play outside more and be more active and, um, well, that's not new though. on obesity. I, I'm not saying that's new. You just you just don't approve of my choice. Of I do not because I don't think that's powerful. I would say influence. influence sure, power. yes, influence is definitely power. Um, I mean, again, Kim Kardashian has influence these days, so I, I think influence is kind of a, a flimsy shield of uh, of uh, if you want to call it power. I guess it's a flimsy definition of it. Well, See, I would go with someone like my pick. If we're going with influence and good feelings and stuff like that would be Mother Teresa because Mother Teresa wields influence but also wields power in that she has people – she gets people to do good throughout the world. People with money, people with uh, uh, power themselves, she can influence them to to do good – the way she wants to do it. Good with air quotes, whatever. I mean, whatever the church is doing. Let's take a break. <laughs> Unless you want a rebuttal. No. Still going with Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Okay. None of these women on the list? You don't want to change it? I mean, I don't know many of those women on the list. Margaret Thatcher is a badass. Queen Elizabeth I was a badass. I would I would have gone with her. She's she she had modern influence before influence was a dime a dozen, you know. True, true. So I'm not saying that. I in in Andrew no means am I Michelle saying. Obama. Am I in no means am I saying that Michelle Obama is not a powerful woman because she is, but influence has become watered down these days than than what it meant back in the day around the turn of you know the century or whatever with or or AD or BC, you know, around that time than it does today. It meant more back then. Like, for example, Forte Ujin was married to a man who, and she probably had a lot of say in it too, who changed, so both of them together, changed the ozone layer of the world because they killed so many freaking people. I would. I mean, I would say that's power. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power is the ability to do what you want when you want, and if that includes murdering, you know that that's power. True. So I'm you're good. good with your pick. Good. Okay, Michelle Obama. She is a powerful woman. I like her. You just you just said that she wasn't a powerful woman. I said she's a powerful woman, but I think she's got watered down power these days. I don't think it's when you're comparing her to these women from the past. Who have who it's wielded real era. power? It's a different era, for sure. But also, she's out of power now too. So she had a short window of power. So I don't think she can. Inf- I don't think she 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 doesn't have at the-, the turn of the at the turn of the presidential election. She lost a, a a portion of her power that she had. You know. True. So there's that. But let's take a break, and we'll come back with some more caring, loving moments about our grandmother. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to segment two of the Brother vs. Brother podcast. In this segment, we're going to lighten the mood a little bit and talk more about the powerful woman we know directly, and that's our grandmother. We call her Mamina, 
but many of you call her Nora. She's an awesome lady. <laughs> born in uh, Italy, emigrated to Argentina. Oh, no, born in Argentina. Sorry, her, her father's from Italy. Uh, married at 19 to another 19. Yeah. No, sorry. I don't know. I don't know the story. You tell the story then. Oh, my God. All right. So tell the story. Our grandparents, how they met was they went to university together and both took chemistry. Um, they both had two friends. University of Buenos Aires. I don't know that for a fact. They both had two friends I do. who partnered up together as lab partners. And so Mamin and Abi were left out of their friend groups and they partnered together. Second year. For the whole year, I guess, Abi carried her books and they fell in love but they started a chemical company with uh i guess a family friend who we have met and a family friend who we have met and um they both graduated and their parents made them wait until after graduating they were 24 i believe when they got married to hitch long story short they had Three children in Buenos Aires. No, no, no. They two children in Buenos Aires. Then they moved back and forth between the U.S. and Argentina, and eventually had a third. Princeton. Eventually stayed in Princeton. Yeah. So they settled. Where she? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're hosting. Where she became the first faculty member of Princeton University to not be a secretary or you know uh, office worker the first woman teacher faculty member at princeton university i don't know the dates but do you know the dates i do not um i think it's like mid 60s and she she was very instrumental in a lot of uh high schooler and middle schoolers lives um girls lives because back then women were only learning home ec skills and typing skills. I don't know what the classes are for those, but they were only learning those type of skills and they would stop teaching them math and science and, or they would stop considering math and science to go into as professions. And Mamino is very instrumental actually in, in start Princeton starting to accept women uh, in math and science and also just getting a lot of, of women to consider math and science uh, professions in a time when, when there, I mean, women were supposed, quote unquote, supposed to be either stay-at-home moms or secretaries or that type of profession. Yeah. And always has, always has been like very forward thinking in, in the role that women play. And in, in she didn't sit down when, when she was told to sit down, you correct. know, she stood up and, and fought for her rights to, to, uh, to follow her chosen profession, yeah. and, and and she did great. Yeah, she went on to work at the National Science Foundation. Was a, a lot of the committees she was on, and like um, teams she was on. She was the only woman. Uh, yeah, and I mean, still sharp as a tack. I I went to a couple of years ago. I I went alone with Mamina to Spain, and she just the wit that that comes out of Mamina sometimes is is quite funny and she's still a firecracker like 
we'll give it to both you and I for being idiots and which happens a lot. Yeah, tells us off. But that trip was really special because I saw kind of a different a different side of Mamina, uh, like without Avi being present, and it was truly like driving Miss Daisy. She had a comment at every turn. Yep. She uh, she's a talker, but she uh, she backs up her words well. Yeah, and just, I mean, she taught us so much growing up, and has always always nurtured us and and um, told us to to kind of follow our dreams and told us to follow our dreams and and just like be genuine people. I think. Yep, a truthful person that. Uh, with good intentions. Rough around the edges. Tells it how it is. Well, she's just she's a little yeah. rough with around around the edges, but she tells it how it is. But she means well when she with her with her remarks. But um is that your is that your favorite Mamina moment? Yeah, we had I mean we just had a really good trip and um I mean both Mamina and Abby are two of my favorite people on earth. I, I, I mean, they paid for our whole college education, most, not our whole, but a lot of our college education. And, um, that's, that's huge nowadays, nowadays to not have student debt like that. Both of them were very influential in my life and I'm assuming in, in yours and, um, love both of them to to the end of the world for sure absolutely i think my favorite momino moment was um they took us on a trip to they, they took all the grandkids on a trip individually to spain after we graduated from college you know at certain levels or whatever but um, high school, I guess it was, it was school, and you went to for Italy. me. I forgot I if it was college or high school. It's been a while, but I was I was a blossoming teenager, and she noticed that I was, you know, looking at the Italian women, and uh, and uh, you know, I was leaning into my stupidity. But she pulled me aside and said. Um, <laughs> You know, I know you don't speak yeah. Italian, but all you have to do is walk up to them and say, Ciao bella. Lost our and then you can talk to them. And then I never did it because I was too scared. But, uh, oh, yeah. but always, always. She was looking out for me. And, and I had, and we had a lot of fun that mm -hmm. trip. I wish I put it into practice now that I look back on it. But that was probably my favorite Mamina moment, who was always um, very a different side, a little proper around the house and around the rest of the family. But that really allowed Fire. me to see. Uh, I love it. She's uh, love it. a different side and she's, uh, she's a fun lady. Fiery. She always comments on a fiery well Italian Argentinian lady. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a fatty. Yeah. Let's see it. I, I'm good. I got a six pack, bro. Six pack of kegs. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I'm going to cut that out. But yeah, she always has uh, some good stuff. Mamina, happy, happy birthday, Mamina. You're a good lady. We wouldn't be who we are today without you been nice that they've they were kind of closer to us as we were growing up and uh unfortunately our dad's mom grandma betty 
was in uh, Connecticut while we were all the way down in Virginia. So it was we weren't as close, I would say, because we didn't make it up there as frequently as we should have. But Mamin and Avi have always stayed mm-hmm. close mm-hmm. to us and they've made it a point to kind of, uh, you know, yeah, help tutor us and help raise us throughout our lives. So it's been uh, an unforgettable experience sharing it with them. But just building off the female episode, I want to say that the future is female. Nicholas, what do you think the U.S. population by 2020 of female to male ratio will be? In millions, sorry. I don't have the percentages. 55 to 45 percentage. Can you just give me the numbers? So um, one of them is... Actually, 162.59 million, and one of them is 169.22 million. So it's 51 to 49 percent, something like that. I think that's already the case. Approximately, yes. So men are the minority, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been the case since I think that's uh, like common. 2000, trying to see. Oh, it's been the case for a while. Yeah. So, women, use your voice. Speak up. Don't be shy. Women have with with the whole Me Too movement. Like, enough enough was enough. And and that shit, that it lasted that long with, I mean, fucking Harvey Weinstein. For sure. um, Now, Epstein, like, just despicable, despicable people, and and thank God that that they did speak up. Women did speak up and and share their stories, even though it it brought it to light again and and brought it to the forefront of their mind again. That's I think that's truly powerful, for sure. So I think that's it for all right this week's episode of the Brother vs Brother podcast and. We want to just say that we appreciate all our listeners, whether they're much appreciation, male or female. You guys are killing it. So thanks, guys. Killing it. So next week we will have an unorthodox uh, episode coming out. Andrew is traveling to Ireland. 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 Going to have a jammy doja. A jammy doja. A what? What's that? I don't know. They say it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yes, next week, I will be taking care of next week's episode, and it will be a little different than how we know. Good luck. Gonna go home for the holidays. Going home for the Thanksgiving. Why do you have to think about that? Are you gonna do Black Friday? No, fuck no, I'm not gonna do Black Friday. Why not? Black Friday is trash. Wow. You're also like way more consumeristic than I am. So, oh, sir, I beg to differ. Yeah. It depends on what we're talking about. I like big purchases, but you, you like a lot of dumb purchases. Like a motorcycle? Um, No, dude, I'm way less consumeristic than you. Totally, bro. Sounds like an episode's a brewing. I think it is. Yeah. All right. Well, Let's sign off on this episode and maybe we can get started on that one. You can find us at brotherversbrotherpod.com or at the Instagram at brotherversbrother underscore podcast. 
look us up, everybody, and enjoy the viewing pleasure of the podcast on... Listening pleasure. No, the viewing pleasure on Instagram. Uh, uh, and then maybe one day Nicholas will update the website and we day. will... One we will day. have all the episodes up there for season two. Still don't have those two uh, handles down, do we? Uh, no, but that's okay because <laughs> I'm a nice, I'm a resourceful guy. All right. Is that it? Oh, shout out. Next silly shout out. Yeah. Shout out. I want to shout out the other strong and beautiful women in my life. Mom, <laughs> um, Aunt Lori, Aunt Liz, Aunt Susan, all of my favorite female cousins, um, and one of the newer influential, powerful women in my life, Devorah. So um, they are, and my friends too, you know, lady friends, they all play uh, significant, significant parts of my life and are very influential in my life, whether it's um, telling me that I'm an idiot or helping me uh, think through, through different issues that I've had in the past and just some very influential women in my life. And so wanted to Shout them out. Yeah, ladies, thank you very much for raising my brother and telling him he's an idiot. Good work. He's learning. He's like a young AI just progressing every I day. I am learning. But that's it for the Brother vs. Brother episode, this one in particular. <laughs> but that was a weird way to end, but that's how we're going to end. Bye, everybody. Bye, you. Have fun in Ireland, guy. Thanks, dude. Have fun with the fam. I'll miss them and you. Yeah, you will. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.